on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Did you like my Chester noises there, Jacob? <laughs> Just as the outlaws were about to finish a frantic fight with the Noel Marksman, this shot rang out of nowhere and hit Isuvu. Uh, and you ended up having a fight. Asuvu got hit, and you fought this uh, kind of long-ranged gunner. It was a knoll with this uh, firearm. It's actually called a piercing wind, so it has, like, a knife. Ooh, that one's named after Jacob. Uh, He fought you guys pretty hard, and then suddenly and unexpectedly, about round four here on his turn, surrendered. Their ambusher suddenly surrendered. Uh, he's on his knee and like the weapons on the ground like he's kneeling down. I d- surrender. Please forgive me. Why'd you attack us? What what happened? Yeah. Apologies. I thought you were bandits. And something seems special about him and his gun. You detect pretty strong magic coming from the gun Uh, and you also detect some sort of magic around him a little bit oh um you can tell that the gun gives off uh in terms of uh traditions uh divine and evocation oh it's a fancy gun you got there it's about to get interesting the fast i fast now So we have a question today to start us off from our dearly beloved listener, one of many, but uh, very uh, dearly beloved to Jacob, uh, Bridgie what? P. How many Bridgie P's you are mean there? his enemy? Yeah, yeah. you're a great betrayer. Yeah, he... I know he's the great, or there, I don't know, <laughs> the Bridgie P is the great betrayer. Bridgie P has wronged we us both, are Jacob. Powered yes, you are right. Yes. By an army of Bridgie P's. Bridgie P has deeply insulted half of this cast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yes, and yet we still love them. Uh, Bertie P has a question about the rules. The uh, rules? Which is something I'm always excited to talk about, uh, especially because we want to like, uh, I mean, I feel like if you've listened this far into the podcast, you have a vague idea how 2E works, but like we can always get into theory crafting and peeking behind the, the scenes and how the like math goes. Um, but he asked, uh, so you guys have mentioned that the standard DC goes up by level, and now uh, it is now at 20 for level 5, which at time of recording, we're now level 6, so it'll be 22, uh, when at first it was more around 15. Uh, how does progression on skill checks and successes work if any improvement the characters get uh, is negated by the DCs getting progressively harder. It feels like you end up with the exact same percentage chance of success of any action, regardless of how far the characters have come because the DCs just get higher and higher. More of a discussion, this specific question, I suppose. Thanks. So I wanted to talk about this <laughs> because I have seen talk about this and a related topic about how like fighting monsters, like because AC is a it's a it's a class, difficulty class all to itself right so uh, people say well like what's the point with having adding your level to your proficiency if everything else goes up with it and that's it's a related kind of thing um, at a glance they're right yeah yeah but there's more to it exactly um and uh, because a lot of these people are also coming from 5e where you just have proficiency. So I want to talk about a couple things. So to address Bridgie's question more specifically, um, 
part of it is me as a GM relying on one table when I should look at two. <laughs> um, and I'll admit that because I didn't really think about it. So there's two tables on the GM screen that I use. Both come from the core rulebook uh, on page 503. Uh, the table I use, I call it the standard DC um, because it's called DCs by level. And so it has a goes up from uh, 1 to 20 and gives you a like baseline DC if you're setting a check uh, that is supposedly difficult for that level, right? Um, and then if you want to make it uh, adjust it, this is also this is on page 504 of the cool rule book. Uh, if you, you want to adjust it and make it easy, you subtract two and you could subtract five if it's very easy or you could subtract 10 if it's incredibly easy, right? But you're basing the difficulty of that task on the character's like power level. Like that's what your level represents, how far you've accumulated power, right? So let's, let's give an example. Like if no. you're climbing a ladder, that should be super easy. Yeah, but that's the thing is you wouldn't use DCs by level um, if you're talking about something like that. That's true. There's another table that I haven't always used and I definitely haven't mentioned on the show uh, called Simple DCs. That's also on page 503. And they go by uh, proficiency. If you're untrained, a simple DC is 10. If you are trained, a simple DC is 15. If you're expert, a simple DC is 20. Master, 30. Legendary, 40. Um, So climbing a ladder, I would say, is like very easy, untrained DC. So that would be five. Yeah. (laughs) Very easy, right? So I typically have been pulling from DCs by level, but I shouldn't always have to do that. Like sometimes uh, vaulting over something isn't a level five check. It is a trained check, right? Um, And the higher level you are, the easier it is to do those kind of just baseline checks, right? Because uh, if I am a... 10th level character my bonus being trained is going to be a lot stronger than a second level character being trained because i'm eight level high eight levels higher so i'm going to have a plus eight to that right so it's because of my character's power level i'm still going to beat that uh those fixed dcs based on proficiency better dcs by level i I admit that i've been leaning on them too hard but i use them because so a lot of times the task guys do i feel like are things that characters of your power level are contending with more than just kind of a fixed arbitrary thing. Uh, and if you feel otherwise, you could always call that out. Um, and that's kind of the, the the core crux of why you add level to proficiency in Pathfinder uh, 2E is because uh, of power scaling. Um, all of us at this table have played 5E. And because of the way 5E works with bounded accuracy, if you're level one and you fought a CR7 monster, depending on the monster and depending on your luck, you might have a reasonable shot at taking it down, right? If your mm. party's big enough, if you get lucky, right? Maybe not level one, but maybe level two. It's, it's out of your station, but you have a reasonable shot because... You can hit it. Right, right. If you're level one or two in 2E and you fight a CR7 or, or a level seven monster, you're going to die. You're dead. You're, you're going to die. It's five, six or five levels over you. It's That is supposed to represent power scaling. Like you can't deal with this. Yeah. Some people like to argue that if it, by mechanics, if, it, if a, uh, a level 15 or like 20 fighter was laying still on the ground, a level one person couldn't hit them. And I think hmm. that's kind of dumb because it's unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, and realistically, any GM would just like hand wave the rules because they're letting themselves be hit, right? But like, that's the kind of point. 
uh, is the level is there to represent power scaling. As we've seen with, um, oh, oh, what was his name? Um, yeah, exactly. Him. Yes. Yes. Uh, the uh, nerd. Murph. No, the one that Eleanor decked. Yeah, I decked M- him. M- 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 N- N- M- You're thinking Mugland. Wit. No. Wit. 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 Okay. Whittaker. Uh, Wait, couldn't Winter hit Pooh. me really, could he? No. Yeah, he couldn't. And he rolled an 18, right? Yeah, he rolled a nat 18 and couldn't hit me. Yeah, he could only hit you on like a natural 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so to put it simply, the progression system, if you're at the same level as your enemy, you do basically have a 50% chance for an average check. Yeah. Unless it has an abnormally high AC, which can happen, or an abnormally high fort, reflex or will because those will vary you have about a 50 percent chance of hitting but the progression helps emphasize the strength on levels below and above you yes um like when you guys fought the snakes yes so the snake fight was super easy but if we had proficiency without level if we took the level out of it those snakes could have been a bit more difficult because they would have been more likely to hit us yeah and we would have been less likely to hit them this is why I call it the rolling window of math, right? Because every level, all the, a lot of the numbers go up because it's adding your level to it, but also the monster stuff goes up. That's why the degree of proficiency in 2E is so important because in 5E, you just have a proficiency bonus, no level, and the proficiency bonus is set in the front of the book and goes up at certain level points, right? In 2E, you have untrained, which is you don't add any proficiency, just your ability score modifiers. Mm-hmm. You have trained, which is level plus two, mm-hmm. expert, which is level plus four. And for most people, you can't do expert until you're level three. Yeah. If and you can't that's for skills. That's for skills. Uh, and then for master, you can't do until seven. Yes. And then for legendary, you can't do until fifteen. Yes. You can't up something up to that le- that point until that level. So it's more. It's less about oh the level makes all the numbers go up. It's more about how ahead of the curve you get. Yeah. Because everything goes up. Um, and then that way, if you fight goblins at level one and then you fight another group of goblins at level five, you'll kick their butts. Yeah. Because you want to feel that mm-hmm. sense of progression and power scaling, right? And a thing to note about the standard DC or the DC by level is it doesn't just go up by one. It does actually account for both ability scores and proficiency increasing. Um, now, uh, that's another point. Well, then like, if, how can I ever get ahead if it also goes up? So every three levels, it goes up by two. It starts at uh, one is 15 and then it's a 15, 16 at three. It jumps up to 18, uh, four is 19, five is 20. And then at six, it jumps up to 22. Um, a part of that is so like every three levels, things kind of get harder and then get easier, harder than get easier. Right. Um, and that along with how creatures are designed, puts an emphasis on the things that you're good at, right? Because like you can be a wizard and be itty bitty and weak and then become trained in athletics at level 10 and all of a sudden you have 10 plus two to whatever you didn't have anything before. But at the same time, you're not going to outpace your fighter who is like now expert or master at athletics, right? So staying ahead of the curve is important. And even though you're now trained and have this massive bonus, you're still your percentage chance to succeed is not going to be as good as the fighter who has been ahead of the game, more or less. Do you think and this is a this is a like a, a personal question to you, Derek. Do you think that it's kind of this way so that fights aren't at higher level? Just whoever goes first doesn't die. Rocket tag. Yeah, I think so. I, we haven't got to very high level yet. 
but I have now run mid-level, so like level six-ish um, fights versus them in 1E. And, and while it definitely still does get more complicated because there's more abilities to keep track of, it's better than it was in 1E. Um, and they feel the same amount of balanced as they felt at level one. Like in first edition Pathfinder, the higher you get, the harder, there's so many more dials and knobs with more abilities being added that it becomes really hard to make sure that the fight is balanced to your liking. But because of the way that the perf everything scales with level and proficiency, it makes it really easy for the game to be balanced. And it feels the same amount of balanced at, at level one. Um, I will say it does feel like the hit points are a little bit tougher to deal with at level one than at level uh, six. It feels like you can take another hit or two at level six, and maybe that's by design. Because yeah. we've been running the beginner box with Hans, and basically you can take two solid hits at level one, and then you're down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but at level one, should you be able to take much more than that? Right. Really? It depends on what game you're coming from, but yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Whereas, um, how many hits did Eleanor take in that last fight and is still standing? One or two or three or four? I mean, oh, I, this fight, I barely got touched. Well, that's right. But, like, Eleanor's been hit. You got hit, like, three, three or four times, times by, and uh, was still standing. But only barely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Only barely, but you're still standing. But I'm also a character who's more built for melee. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But as opposed to level one, you still would have been down in two hits. Oh, Al was struggling after he got hit once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, there is also, if you don't like this, you can use the alternate rule in the GM's guide called proficiency without level. You'll also see on like every uh, Nethys stat block, the little option to turn it on. And basically oh, that just... Praise Nethys. Yeah, praise mm. Nethys. That lets you just turn off the level part of it and you'll get a more 5e-like experience. And what was the... You were looking at this in the description of it mm -hmm. what is it it's it's for a certain type of game basically the proficiency rank progression in the core rulebook is designed for heroic fantasy games where heroes rise from humble origins to world shattering strength for some games this narrative arc doesn't fit such games are about hedging bets in an uncertain and gritty world in which even the world's best fighter can't guarantee a win against a large group of moderately skilled brigands in games like these your group might want to consider removing the character's level from the proficiency bonus. So if you wanted to feel less like Pathfinder and feel more like the Witcher, you would turn off, you would not count for level when you're doing proficiency. It becomes grittier and you're going to get hit more and probably crit less uh, because your level is no longer part of it. That's what makes a level five character fighting a level one enemy still a bit dangerous. Because at that point, they can actually hurt you. Whereas right. the way we're playing without, with level, uh, if we fought a level one enemy, we would critical them in almost every hit. Yeah. And we would crush them. Yeah. It depends on the type of gameplay you want, is what yes. I'm hearing. If you want mm -hmm. a gritty game, you play proficiency without level. Yeah, we call the 5e-ified, because I saw a lot of posts about this whenever people were coming over from 5e. The 5e-ified Pathfinder is using the proficiency without level alternate rule and the automatic bonus progression, which basically, instead of having to upgrade, getting gold and upgrading your weapons with and armor with runes and getting like magic items. For skills also and, and skills. stuff like that. Yeah. Instead of doing that, you could, there's like ways 
the game expects them to get certain upgrades at certain points. And it tells you this in the core cool rule book, right? That's why there's treasure by level. That's why every item and rune has a price associated with it. Every adventure path will give you basically the tools you need to make sure that your characters can get these upgraded items either by finding them or by having enough money and places to buy them, right? And if the adventure path doesn't, they usually offer up a suggestion for an optional role to use. Yeah. I believe it's like that for the quest for the frozen flame. It is. They, they recommend automatic bonus progression, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they're, they're, if you want to do that, you'll get a lot of the feel of Pathfinder's like mechanics, but you won't have the power scaling. But I always encourage people to try the game vanilla first because Pathfinder has always been about character customization and becoming a superhero uh, yeah. or a mm-hmm. demigod if you go all the way to level 20. Yeah, you're not supposed to be as weak and gritty. Yeah, and you're supposed to be able to go back to the things you fought at the beginning of the game and crush them. Yeah. Um, and you're, you should occasionally give your characters a little bit too easy of a encounter so they can feel powerful sometimes. Like yeah. the snake fight. Yeah, that that's something, one of the main things I learned when I started running adventure paths and pre-written content instead of homebrewing is that not every fight has to be tough. Yeah. Because I real, uh, obviously sometimes in 1E the encounters weren't balanced and I'd have to tweak them because that game's just really wildly unbalanced. But like you, uh, you learn that like pacing your... Uh, encounter threat levels is important. Um, whenever and whenever the Pathfinder Two E says severe for an encounter threat level, it means severe. <laughs> You're going to hell. Someone's going to die. Uh, one thing that I think is different that maybe you guys can comment on about Two E's design philosophy is uh, I think Bridgie does have a point that like you're always going to have a certain chance to fail even because everything's going up with you. Yeah. And like, yes, you can get ahead of the curve, but you can never get ahead of it to the point where you automatically succeed stuff. I think that keeps it interesting. It, it, it does. It's, it just, it's, it's, it's just game balance. If we got to the point where, because we're a certain level and things on the same level as us were still easy, it would mean less. There would be no threat of death in our game. And a threat of death is important in your game. Yes. Um, we've had <laughs> this discussion before. A threat of failure before. is important. Yeah. So like, that's why I specified earlier that this whole, it's for your level, you should have about a 50%, unless you're like a you know, 50% chance on average for a normal check. Uh, of course, you're going to be better at some stuff and worse at others, especially at those higher levels. It gets emphasized more. Like a fighter is always going to be able to hit better than any other class because they have expert at level one and they rise faster, I believe. Right. Um, but like your 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 swashbucklers, your rogues, your all of your other martial classes it should have about... A 50% chance to hit yeah. on your level. That way it's still interesting. Without a threat of failure, it's just not as fun. Yeah, and the way I think these DCs by level are work is like if you're hit trying to do a DC that is set by your character level, so it's going to get harder. Or the DC, What this is set for means more the higher power level you are, right? Um, but you're going to be less likely to succeed a trained check on a... DC on your level, the higher level you are. If you're at level one, succeeding a train check is going to be easier than succeeding a train check at level 20, right? Because, or a, a check on your, a, a check on your level. Let me, let me rephrase that. You're going to be easy. You're going to have an easier time at level one meeting a level one DC being trained because that's all you can be at level one versus at level 20, 
the DC is going to account for being legendary and having boosted ability scores, right? So if you're trained, hitting a level 20 DC at level 20 is going to be harder than hitting a level one DC at level one. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, because they go up by level, but they also go up by two every third level, basically. Um, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but what that basically prevents is, again, if a wizard takes training in athletics at level like 20, they're going to have less chance. They're not just going to have a 50% chance because they're trained. Uh, the fighter is going to have the better chance than them. and So much better of a chance. But at the same time, not automatically succeed, even though they're legendary. Yeah. Right? But again, the important thing to remember about this DCs by level is they are at a level whatever DC. Climbing a ladder is not a level five DC. Yeah. <laughs> um, vaulting over a table is not a level five DC. Yeah. You know? That's something Eleanor does in her sleep. Right. Exactly. So, like, keep that in mind. That's what the simple DCs are for. If this is something anyone can do, it's untrained DC 10. If you, and, and you break it down by the proficiency of how what you think it is, that's why the legendary DC is 40. But the, if you're using the DCs by level, uh, that's also 40, right? Because it expects you to be legendary to meet a level 20 DC. I hope I'm not confusing people. <laughs> These tables in the book do make sense. It's just you got to understand what they mean. Um, well, le- once again, give a live example. We're level six. What's an on-level creature for us? Uh, an on-level creature for you. That is a good a question. Dragon. Let's see if there is a dragon at level six. Hold I'm on. sorry. Or I don't even know if I think technically an average fight for us would be a level five, wouldn't it? No, six level six is, oh, okay. is a moderate encounter. More oh, or okay. Less. Um, we could just use I. What what uh, what levels I? Right. So I was a creature seven, right? Oh. Okay. So like that is that's kind of the on par with you. That's going to be a moderate fight, maybe a step above moderate. Um, this was meant to be a more tough fight for level five characters. But it's about the same difficulty for you as a party of three being level six. We've already talked about that so balance. Chester's greatest knowledge skill at this point in time with a magic item is plus 15. I'm pretty sure that's as high as it could be right now. Yeah. And as expert with a plus four in the ability score. So what would I have to roll in order to know something about I? Well, see, I is not good for that because he has the... Take away the rare. Yeah, he We're has We're talking the, average creature. Yeah. Let me... Uh, I's AC is 15. So I'm going to jump over to Chester and look at Chester's two hit is plus 15. So that is exactly a 50% chance. No, a little bit better. A 40, uh, 55% chance for Chester to hit. Exactly. If he rolls a 10. That's um, by de- that, and that is by design. Yes. It's, it's, it's about average. Yeah. Um, Knowledge isn't a good thing here, uh, specifically because of I's, uh, traits, uh, Here's another one. Uh, Eleanor, what is your fortitude save bonus at level six? Oh, my fortitude um, is a total of 13, but I don't... Uh, oh, here we go. Proficiency expert, ability bonus plus three, constitution 16 plus three. Yeah. Character level plus six. So 13 total? Yeah. So his venom is DC 25. So you have a 13 40. plus 10 on average, right? Is 23. If yeah. you roll a 10, it's a 23. So it, you have less than 50% chance to make it. But that's fair because he's a creature that is a higher level than us. Yeah, and that's a very strong ability. That only happens on his bite, right? Yeah. So that's by design. And that seems really fair Yeah. for the encounter. Right. 
So if you're fighting things on your level and you're using your strong, your abilities that match that level, right? You're going to have usually between uh, 50% chance to hit or succeed, uh, maybe a little bit greater, maybe a little bit worse on average, right? And when you build out a monster, it gives you the high and low versions of all of these things. So yeah, if I built a monster of a certain level and I give it all the high things, that's a little sh- shitty. You shouldn't do that. You yeah. need to have... You have highs and lows. Just like your characters. But even if you picked all the high ones, it wouldn't be game-breaking. It would just be annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, And yeah, that basically, as you go up, like all the things you face, and like if you look at, if we start with level one, uh, a DC for level one, right, is 15. But like, let's actually do the math and compare it to 20. Uh, At level one, you're going to have one plus two for trained. That's three plus four for your best ability score, right? So that's plus seven. Am I doing the math right? It's one more time. One for level, two for trained, three plus four for your best ability score is seven. Yes, your typical is plus seven at level one. Average of 10 on the die is going to make it so that you hit a DC 15 more than half the time. Yeah. But only barely more than half the time. At 10, you should be expert in things. The standard, the DC by level for a level 10 task is 27. So 10, or excuse me, uh, level 10 plus four for expert is 14, right? And then... You can get up to master at oh, level master. seven. At level seven, you're right. So the, we're doing skill checks, yeah. So 10 plus seven is going to be... Ten uh, plus six. Plus six, my bad. 10 plus six, boy, we're bad today. Yeah. 10 plus six is 16 plus... Uh, five. Five, because you just had your second ability score boost. Yep. Uh, is going to be 21. Yep. Uh, you can crush a DC 27 check. Yeah. Um. At level 20, the, the level 20 DC level is Jeez. 40. 20 plus 8 for legendary is 28. Plus uh, six. 6 for your ability score is 34. Yes. Um, so you'll hit a DC 40 over half the time. Over half the time. And we're not even accounting for item bonuses. Items, yeah. So that's you can see how the math works. Now, if I tried to hit a trained thing, I'm going to be a lot less successful on average but like I'll still have a chance. Being trained makes it where you have a chance unless yeah. it's very hard, right? So a uh, long story short, Bridgie P, it works. And Trust there, us. And there's your 20, <laughs> there's your 20 minute banter about a rules question. Can you tell we like the rules of this game? Can you, can you tell, tell that we like answering questions? Derek and Jacob enjoy the crunch. <laughs> we really do. But I have to say the crunch in this game is quite nice because it actually maintains the balance. Crunch just emphasizes the creamy center of <laughs> and the it's, character. It's also really nice to come into this game that's very balanced. <laughs> And we're coming into Pathfinder before it's built out. When we started playing 1E, there was like 15 years of content and we didn't know how to play it. So like having this oh. fresh start is dope. Yeah. It was like the Wild West. It was like, ooh, so much fun breaking all the rules. Oh, 1E. man. Speaking of the Wild West, centuries before the Starstone was raised, the Wizard Kings Nex and Geb warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. Jacob's getting up to pee. From the glowing ashes of the Mana Waste arose Alkenstar. To the city of Smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. The door just closed. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a non-stop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here 
the desperate group, hungry for revenge. Oh, there's the tinkling. Oh living my God, on the edge shut of the up. law. That's so terrible. To cast no, we're doing this again. Let it go. <laughs> One with the storm and sky. How to end a podcast thing. Start singing Disney because they will find you. They are the outlaws of Alcan Story. Chester Williams. Jacob Williams. Jacob has returned from pissing. I was very quiet when I left. No, oh, except he you kept did. going yeah. about you and our team and the tinkling has started. No! You rat! <laughs> Rafik! <laughs> Snitch! Uh, so when uh, when we last left <laughs> our band of adventurers, uh, let's see what happened. You uh, you had uh, landed the second kiss in the Spellscar Desert. Uh, you had ventured forth uh, towards Tentacle Canyon on your way to the, um, to the Cradle of Quartz. Um... You met a funny little uh, alien dude. Uh, and we killed him. You named Squid. Mercilessly uh, slaughtered him. Again, my notes for him are uh, Party Meets Eye, which was what the book yeah. called him. Mm-hmm. Stand. Butt. Butt. <laughs> Walk. Leg. Mousetrap. Butt. Hungry. <laughs> you're, little, you're little hungry. He puts his fingers together, leans his head down, and looks up. Hungry. He's just a hungry little guy. Um, you fought Squid, unfortunately, and beat the shit out of him. Uh, but he also beat the shit out of Eleanor. We we buried him. Uh, Chester mourned Squid and buried him. Yeah, uh, you climbed out of the like dried out riverbed you were in. Uh, <laughs> you found a little sort of like open area with the dunes, and uh, this shot rang out of nowhere and hit Usuvu, uh, and you ended up having a fight. Oh yeah, Usuvu. Yeah, I, I rolled for who to hit, and it was not Chester. Um, uh, Asuvu got hit, and you fought this uh, kind of long-ranged gunner. It was a knoll with this uh, firearm. It's actually called a piercing wind, so it has like a knife. Ooh. Ooh that the- one's named after Jacob. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a bayonet. It's, a, it's actually true. a combination thing, so it has like a big old bayonet thing on the end of it. Uh, he fought you guys pretty hard, and then suddenly and unexpectedly, or about round four here on his turn, like surrendered to you guys and that's where we left off with you uh he's in front of you you were doing the traditional you know jojo gang up on him thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and he surrendered what did he think he could knock us out before we got to him because he thought wrong was was pretty far away yeah but you fast i think i also described the the gun now now it's the the type of gun is actually called a a piercing wind like you Mm -hmm. can look it up on nethys um, it's like a base type of weapon. It's like it had those glowing, faintly gold. You mean it's uh, based? Yes, and his eyes were also glowing gold. Uh, I will show you again the art of him holding this weapon. He looks so cool. He does look pretty cool. He's a he's a no a null not gnome. It looks null. like his eyes are the same color as the magic on that weapon. It does, um, and he has this like long flowing white hair and a white bushy tail. He's so cute. White bushy tail. He doesn't look like a scary Ganol. Scary Ganol. Ganol. I have to say it. Like, is it not how we do this? Tradition. <laughs> it's tradition. Ooh, oh, a, a tradition. tradition. Everybody kind of, wants to be us. It's kind of funny. He looks vaguely <laughs> like a Roman soldier, just with kinda. a gun. A little bit. Like a legate. Yeah, he's got the little, the, the skirt. He's got armor underneath that looks like it would match. Got a dope desert cloak. 
Yeah. Like and I love his pauldron. Ripped and torn just the right places. Until uh, it is it done. Cool. Ripped and torn. He has some like, arm done. wraps on, and yeah, that pauldron. He looks pretty dope. All um, right. Uh, be coolio. Well, well, now that he's surrendered. Fucking, he's got his like weapon in his hands, and he's taking a knee, right? Yeah, he like put. He has both hands on the weapon. Uh, he's on his knee, and like the weapon's on the ground. Like he's kneeling down, and he said, "Like I d- surrender. Please forgive me." Okay. Why'd you attack us? What What happened? Yeah. My apo- apologies. I thought you were bandits. That's a fair assumption. Do you have bandit problems around here? I cannot suffer raiders and bandits to live. Do you fight for justice? I just fight the bandits because they are the scum of the mana wastes. Why do you talk like that? Oh, he's an anti-hero. Make a perception check to sense motive. Oh, hot dog. Hot is hurting so bad you can't talk right. And Uh. for the listening audience, this DC will be set by level. (laughs) (laughs) Perception will be 24. Is only only one of us? Because I could roll. You could roll. I'll fight you. Ignore me. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, it was. A why can we not be team? Seventeen. Oh, that's true. All right, seventeen. So, uh, Chester and Sykir, uh both of you notice that he is talking strangely, uh, almost as if someone who is being compelled. So, like, what's your deal? <laughs> I'm going to set my hand under his chin and look in his eyes real deep. Okay. Like I'm, ass- I'm assessing him. Please forgive me. Well, I mean, he's... Can I, like... He's polite. Slip my hand from under his chin to his neck to see if his pulse is really rapid? Like, is he freaking out? I mean, he's seems to be like he just had a fight, so sure. Okay. Uh, Chester wants to cast... Let me make sure I have enough actions. Oh, yeah. Detect magic on him. Okay. I do it. Um, that is a good question, because this is going to get into the nitty-gritty of the detect magic now, rules. I, I don't know if this heightens automatically. I got it via, like, a skill feat. It does. Oh, then it would be heightened up to third, I believe. So I can learn the school of magic for the highest blah, blah, blah. If multiple effects, you determine which one I learn. I could actually determine the school of magic if there's magic. Yeah, but there's an up to a certain level that you can, like... Well, it's not illusion, but still... Ah. Um, there's like a thing with illusion where like you can't detect magic to spot illusion if unless it's, it's lower. Yeah. yeah, unless it's lower than my level. Right. Um, Which I believe this would be. Actually, this would be third level. Okay. I forget Chester actually has spells. Yes, a spell. Is it an innate spell? He has spell. I have spell. I got it from a skill. Still though, you got a spell. Skizzles. I'm part magic. Eleanor's about as magical as a spoon. I'm, why don't I blow up every time we fight with my little detect magic? Woo! <laughs> Chester cast, fails on his detect magic. Are you ready to make God? I farts. cast detect magic. Boom! <laughs> no, you just so, fart. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, Owen. So this is a little complicated. Um, Feed me. You detect pretty strong magic coming from the gun. Uh, and you also detect some sort of magic around him a little bit. Oh. Um, you can tell that the gun gives off, uh, in terms of uh, traditions, uh, divine and evocation. Oh. The fancy gun you got there. What's up with it? Um, and off of him, oh. 
you detect. What is the specifics around? The, is it just the tradition or is it also the school? Uh, you learned the school of magic for the highest level effect within range. And let me, uh, but you detect. Uh, so I can detect magic is normal, just magic. Nothing about it, just the presence of magic or the absence of magic. And with heightened third, I can learn the school of magic. I pick up the gun. Uh, he won't let it go. I thought it was on the ground. No, he's holding it with both hands on the ground as he's kneeling. Oh, okay. To say that he won't shoot us. Yeah. I uh, need you to let this go. I, I need it. It. I cannot relinquish it. Um, so Why? Off, off the gun, uh, I told you what you pick up, mm-hmm. um, but you detect uh, off of him. It's not like, it's almost like something that has been cast on him. Uh the traditions are arcane and occult, so that, that's the list that this appears on. Uh, uh, and the school is enchantment. There's enchantment effect on this guy. Hey, why don't you think we're still bandits? All we did was kick your butt. I've seen many bandits here, and you don't fit the type. Oh. You look like adventurers. Oh, isn't that sweet? You don't... He, 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 he... We're not bandits. Well, Eleanor's like, well, I would be offended if I were to be thought of bandits for long. She's had to take y'all's word on the fact that something's going on because her check totally missed it. The only other thing I'll give you with the detect magic is that there seems to be some sort of link between the gun and him. Let it go. Let the gun go. I can't. Why, why can't you? It belongs to me. It is my task. What task is that? To hunt the bandits of the Manda Waste to prevent their scum from harming innocent people. Who gave you this task? It is one that I have taken upon myself. So, like, can't you do that without the gun? Why do you need the gun to do that? No, I, I, need, I need this weapon. It is, it is, it is my, my duty to carry it and use it to, to destroy all bandits. I cannot accomplish it without this weapon. You see, I find that suspicious. What's your name? My name is Palzu. Where are you from, Palzu? I was... I, I'm from a tribe in the Mana Wastes. When did you get this want to hunt bandits? I saw what they did to innocent people. And this is again like... It looks like his face kind of glazes over again. And... I could not allow it to continue. Chester will look at Sykir and Eleanor. Y'all got anything else? Eleanor is utterly confused. Uh, Chester, why don't you roll me? Don't you have uh, academia lore or anything related to Arcana? I have Arcana and... Hold on. uh, Let me get back up to skills. I have academia lore and Arcana. Uh, Roll me Arcana, specifically. Thank you. 24. 12 on the die. Are you... And you're trained... I am trained. Okay. Um, so while your detect magic as a spell, can I feel like it can only give you kind of the high overview of what is magical and the bits and bobs of it. Uh-huh. Uh, with your arcana kind of combined with the detect magic innate spell you have, you can tell that like this isn't like a magic gun that has runes and like, oh, it can do fire or it can do this. Something's up with this gun. And with your academia lore, I will say that, like, you've heard that sometimes weapons can have, like, personalities. 
Or is the weapon in, like in, kept keeping him enthralled? Chester will whisper this to Psykeer and Eleanor, and he'll be like, did you get this urge to protect innocence after you touched that wet gun? Where'd you find that gun? I found it in a caravan that had been destroyed by raiders. By you? And it's like he short circuits a little bit. I, 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 yeah, uh, and just like. Oh, he, he is possessed. That gun's possessing yes. him. That gun's one of them smart guns, and it's making him do its bidding. Now, its bidding. It's, it's a gun spirit. It's, it's bidding, I suppose, ain't too bad if it's hunting down raiders and protecting the innocents, but that dude's possessed. Oh, I'm sorry. I should talk to you. I shouldn't talk like you're not here. You are hella possessed by that gun. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, all right. More so. And Psykir lowers their head to kind of talk towards the gun. Uh, who are we addressing specifically? Who's in control right now? And who is making the conscious effort to speak to us. Uh, yeah. Make a diplomacy is it, check. Is it talks a, to the gun. Is it an as up here or an as down here kind of situation? Chester will try to assist. Uh, okay. Oh, let me try to assist. Yeah, roll diplomacy to assist. Uh, I have more diplomacy. 26. Never mind. Be, I mean, you could also do it. I thought, yeah. I thought we both couldn't assist. I mean, you can still do it. Well, that's much better. If it means anything, I got a 17. 28. Total? I only have a plus three in diplomacy. It's oh. one of the skills I'm going to add too soon. Oh, my so diplomacy is better. 28. Mm-hmm. And then what was yours? Uh, 17. 17. 26. All right, so that 28 plus one. Um, 29. 29. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so what's going to happen is like he'll stand up from kneeling, but oh. his like head will go back and his eyes will roll back a little bit and he'll like hold the gun in both hands forward. Uh, not like pointing it, but like outstretched, mm-hmm. and like his voice changes, <laughs> almost otherworldly. And you hear, "My name was Jax." But it's kind of weird because it's coming through his throat, so he can't really be more feminine. Mm-hmm. I was, I was a caravan guard, and on one day, this Noel and his packmates met us in in battle, uh, sieging our merchant caravan. They left no survivors, but my spirit clinged to my weapon, and when this low being took it. I took him and I had him slaughter his entire pack and I have used him ever since to hunt down his his bandit kind, his raiders of this land so that other innocents do not fall. This is Dang. a big moral conundrum. I'm fine with it. But she had him slaughter his pack. I mean, his pack did kill his like entire caravan, so I guess tit for tat. Tick for talk. That's an app. Ah. So what do you guys do? Chester's neutral. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's killing bad people. Hey, do me a favor. You see a lady come through here looking all fancy like with like vows and stuff. Got some like other thing. Don't don't go after her. They ain't bandits. You describe your mom. I do. Okay. Mom is not bandit. Her name's Mom. Don't hurt her. Mom is not a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> I will not kill Mom. Good. Do you ever see that weird? While you're debating the morals. Yeah, I'm sitting here debating it too. small talk. Jax, do you not think it's time to move on? Move on? I have a task now. I have turned this one who slew me into the ultimate punishment to make him slay the others who would harm the innocence of the mana wastes. 
Anyone who wields me must follow that task. Oh. So now, Chester, pairing that with your detect magic, you, uh, I'm slowly revealing this item. Uh, if ever used to attack an innocent traveler, or in Jax's opinion, the attack should be considered banditry, the weapon automatically misfires. If Jack's witness innocent be killed or harmed, uh, she empathetically urges her wielder to avenge the victim. If the wielder does not comply, Jack attempts to cast Dominate below. Even if the Dominate spell fails, Jack's withhold. If the Dominate spell fails, uh, Jack's withholds all magical abilities, including the plus one weapon potency and striking rune, until the wielder redeems themselves. So, like this gun, if we attack, in- if it were to attack innocent people, it'd be like, hey, don't do that. And if you weren't to listen to it, it'd dominate you. And, like, if it still didn't work, it'd just stop being magical. It is. So then what happens because it attacked us? Magic, uh, in terms of item stuff, it's an item 8, and it has the cursed and intelligent traits. I would assume that because it thought we weren't innocent, it could attack us, and then it realized we weren't innocent. I thought you were bandits. Yeah, but then once he realized we weren't, he would no longer attack us because he's in total control. It's like, I just looked, Eleanor is also neutral. She should be okay with it, but it seems like quite the moral conundrum. Jax, we are adventurers seeking the means to completely eliminate the corruption within Alkenstar. Namely, uh, a thieving lawman and a corrupt deputy. Would you be interested in working with us? What do you consider innocent? Like and what s- do you consider corrupt? Like if, never mind, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> like if a person came running at me with a knife, could I defend myself using you? Or would you be like, that person's innocent. They're just confused and coming at you with a knife. I care more about the quest than the individual action. Though, if innocents were harmed, if someone, if you were to attack someone, or if you were to see someone unjustly gunned down and not avenge them then I would I would not stand it I don't want it I'm not a fan of people being unjustly gunned down but you can't always fight them the moment it happens you do have to have some patience to I mean, sneak up on them like I said this is a cursed yeah, item yeah mm-hmm. it is very powerful but it is also cursed <laughs> how much is it worth sounds hella cursed it doesn't have a value oh Okay. I'm not even tempted because guns really aren't Eleanor's thing. Oh, Chester could use a gun, but honestly, I like my gun better. Do we need to take this gun and put it somewhere where it can't be found? I'll say it like this. As far as items are concerned, Chester doesn't want it. But Chester also has no qualms about just letting it go. I mean, he ain't hurting Mm -hmm. innocent people. You hunt down Chester's are a very interesting spirit, Jax. But I do have to say, is yours not the most heinous theft of all? You have stolen this one's mind. I consider it a fair trade. An eye for an eye. He stole my life. I stole his. He rat, you know. Chester's not. Chester has proven himself to be okay with retribution. <laughs> I mean, you guys do understand revenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me ask you this. This is an important one. Do you kill every null you see without hesitation, or do you make sure they're raiders first? This speciesist. Are you a this racist pianist. ghost? I will say that I have not seen any adventurous gnolls. They usually hunt in packs, 
uh, with the hunt with a hunt mistress, and they usually worship Lamashtu and leave such trinkets behind. I mean, you're not wrong, but what if you were to fat a pack and find out they were innocent? That would suck, bro. <laughs> the anachronism. <laughs> that would that suck, bro. I would feel like I do with you. That I, I right now, it would be a mistake. Could Sykir even like? Exorcise said weapon? Is that even possible? I mean, we could just take it. Then wouldn't the null try to kill us? Uh, I mean, we'd just kill the null. At that point, it'd just be a regular null. What's it gonna do? <laughs> Give le- us mana fever? We're level six. <laughs> Jax, I have a question. Yes. Could we speak with this null? If I relinquish control over him, he will attack or flee. Is it not possible that we could reason with him? No. I couldn't at the end of a gun and he'll be full of nothing but rage after having years of his life taken away. Is this years? Dang. How long you been doing this? Five years. Wow. That's long. Is is this null mutated? No. Oh, interesting. Oh, it's not a mutant. Well, I, I, I got, I'm cool with letting him go, but if we want to, you know, take her, we could do that. Uh, this is Chester. This is not my decision. Chester still has his Would weapon out, by the way. Would you want to adventure with us? Oh. Oh, like bring the mind-controlled knoll with mm-hmm. us? Yeah, that's an idea. Well, where are you headed? We are headed to the Cradle of Quartz. That way. To uncover more corruption. I have never been in the temple, but I have seen it. Oh, really? Could you perchance lead us to it? I could. We would be most appreciative. I can lead you there, but my task is to hunt the bandits of the Manoase and bring some sense of justice here. I'm not sure it would behoove me to go in and fight whatever cave-bound nonsense is there. It's just a metal sphinx. That is not my task, but I can take you there. If we let him take us there, him... Jax. Her? They? Jax is her. I mean, you could just say they. Palzu is him. Yeah, okay. So if we let them take us there, we could get, like, a a, a wrangle on their personality and see what they're like, and then make a decision. We're having a huddle away from... Chester will talk right over his head. Uh, We do have him kind of still on his knees at our mercy. Well, I'm just going to say, if we want to take the gun from him, we'll probably have to kill the Null first. Would it not be a mercy? I mean, for the knoll, but not for Jax. All right, team, what are we doing? Ow. You know, Chester, I happen to know a homestead that, from what you've said, frequently gets interacted with by raiders that could use a, 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 a cunning marksman. Yes! <laughs> Send Palzu to the farm! here! Hate Jax! After, afterwards. What if I told you... <laughs> Derek is laying back in his chair, <laughs> defeated. Derek looks exasperated. Mm-hmm. Jax, what if I were to tell you that I knew a place in the Manoase or on the verge of it, edge of it, that is attacked by bandits, you know, not super often, but often enough that if you stayed there, you'd be able to protect those people. <laughs> you would be able to... I could protect the innocents. 
Yeah, it's my mama's farm. She See, my dad used to live there, and uh, he would help her take care of the bandits. Not that she needed the help, but, like, help is always wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're on the edge of the farmlands, like the very edge where Alkenstar is to the Menaways. And uh, so they get attacked by, like, mutants and bandits and all them. And gnolls. And, and, and yeah, uh, uh, weird aliens and we've giants and all snakes. Snakes. Underleveled innocents we've met there. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they're always looking for people to help and to help them out. So, mm-hmm. you know, you take us to the Cradle of Quartz and you promise to go to my mama's homestead. <laughs> we could let you go and you could do some good there. <laughs> you could even help teach a few misled uh, young characters who That's could right. have become bandits. We sent someone there who was an idiot trying to be an adventurer. He don't know how to be one. You could help him out. Sure. <laughs> Is this Derek uh, speaking, not Jack? Yes. <laughs> I'm so defeated. Because that's in, in line which, with Jax's personality. In which Chester sends practically everyone to the farm. Uh, it's not Outlaws of Alkenstar. It's who goes to the farm. I guess that if my travels could take me there, it would be a good place to guard against the evils of the mana wastes. Absolutely. You love the people there. I do. So uh, Not to mention there would always be a hefty selection of bodies should this null pass. That's fair. He will not pass. <laughs> undead, Are no. You, undead, no. Is he undead? No, he's not undead. If that null were to die, could you possess his body? badass. Oh, that's fair. Uh... What an idea, Psych here! You take us to the cradle of course and you can have my mama's farm! Sure. Listen, you're excited. I'm so excited to Derek, go to Derek, the farm. be excited. You'll get to kill all the raiders you want. I don't like having to add people to the Chester's farm tab in my one note. It's <laughs> Listen, it's mostly all people from the I'm adventure surprised. Path. I'm surprised mm-hmm. Chester didn't try to bury his friend at his mother's farm when we buried Al. Oh, no, Al's got Al his own stuff. No, Al would have wanted his own thing, yeah. but still... Chester knows that. I'll get scattered into the wind because nobody cares about his wishes. Chester's family farm ain't for everybody. He knows that. It's just most people are welcome. So since we've we've kind of decided what you're going to do here, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to share with you what this actual item is because I just think it's so cool. Uh huh. I I really hope you would. Uh, So this is a the gun is a plus one striking fearsome piercing wind. Uh, hmm. whose driving purpose is to protect the innocent travelers in the spell-scarred desert from raiders, bandits, and cultists. Fearsome. I looked up piercing wind and it instantly said Pathfinder oh, 2E. Oh, critically hit with this weapon, Tarbuck becomes frightened. That's nice. It okay, has two special abilities. Two action, activate. Once per day, you can ca- get Jax to cast heroism on you. Uh, two action, activate. Once per day, uh, Jax deems you unworthy of, uh, agent of justice, etc., etc. It goes through the whole... Uh, what happens if, like, Jack says, all right, you're not doing what I want. Um, That's awesome. Isn't that pretty dope? That's cool. This is actually, I wanted to show it because this is the first time I've ever seen in the things I've run, not only a cursed item, but an intelligent item. Uh Uh-uh. You have had another cursed item. No, not cursed, Uh, intelligent. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, an intelligent cursed item, this is a first. I think yeah. that we have had exactly one other cursed item, though. We had one cursed <laughs> item, yes. and it got Jacob real bad. Mm-hmm. Real bad. Yeah. Real bad. <laughs> it was uh, it a ring of... Um, regenerate in 1E. It was... It was. Sub- <sighs> I thought it was a ring of regenerate, yeah. that we got it, like, level four, and I didn't... Mm-hmm. I never questioned it a single d- time. D- you d- found it in a magic witch tower. Yep. What happened was I rolled a natural 20, and that was the only way I could have gotten the misleading. Yeah, so uh, the way it worked, at least the way I remember having to rule the identify mm-hmm. work, because there was one DC to figure out it was a cursed item, and yep. another DC to that figure was, out it was, like, Ring of Regeneration. Yes. So if you failed it, you wouldn't know, but if yeah. you made it, but didn't, like, cross over high enough. in the high enough, you would just think it's a Ring of Regenerate, and that's yep. exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. What it actually was, is a cursed ring that made it so you didn't get any hit points back, or yep. something like and that. And I would bleed if I got hit. Yeah. Oh, good times. Yep. This is a dope item. No, I, I love that it's lawful neutral. I don't take bleeding. You take bleeding. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was coming. Yes. Der- I, I, I put uh. on the wing. It took a while for my character to mm-hmm. get hit, and Derek hit me, and I was like, you take, and you start bleeding, because the bleeding also came from the creature, I believe. I was yeah. like, oh, I have a ring of regeneration. I'm not bleeding. You're bleeding. I'm not bleeding. You're bleeding. Jacob, you're bleeding. The deer in the headlights look. I have a ring of regeneration. I'm not bleeding. It says, no, Jacob. I know. Look at me. (laughs) You're bleeding. And I was like, Jacob was salty. (laughs) It was a good time. It was a very good time. It was a very good time. First items are great if you don't find out about them sometimes. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, Jax and Palzu will accompany you now. (laughs) We got a new friend. Uh, and it's actually, so it's kind of late afternoon at this point. Um, you have some more traveling to do. Um, they'll follow you. Now you have a party of five <laughs> with Usuvu and Chax. Or is it six? Because uh, <laughs> Palzu is technically a member of this. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's five and one enemy who can't say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then send them to Chester's mom's farm. Is it because we know that Chester's mom would keep keep the keep it in wraps? Yeah, and she does. Their farm does get. It's not like an everyday occurrence, but their farm does get attacked. They're on the edge of the farmland between the city and the uh, the Metwist. Um. But yeah. So you start traveling again. Um. I think you make about 20 miles total today, and you have to find a place to camp down. But and it's not like Forbidden Lands, so I'm not going to have you all to make Don't it. we camp out, like, pretty close to where we need to be? You said that last time we were playing, that if we were to travel and not get too distracted, we'd end up very close to our destination. You're very close. It's still going to take a little bit more time. Okay. Um, but you're looking for a place to camp out, uh, and you actually come across another thing I want to take you to here. Another Do I map. need to roll to lead Ooh. the way? <laughs> oh! oh, memories. Uh, Forbidden Lands. No, we might get a mishap. (laughs) Ants! Ants! So it's now like evening. Uh, You guys are going through. You you find another canyon on your way, and and, uh, Palzu slash Jax is leading you. Um, Ahead, dozens of stone pillars stand, 20 feet high and irregularly shaped. They all share the same layering pattern of sediment, indicating that they're all that remains of a riverbed that once filled this canyon. Eroded by wind and flash floods, some of the pillars seem carved almost intelligently, no doubt by the strange action of the mana storms that scour the landscape. Uh, And these are hoodoos. In fact, this feels like a part of the actual Tentacle Canyon. 
Because some of these hoodoos in this field, these tall, like, winding, twirly rocks, look like tentacles. Um, and it's getting late. Um, I want to emphasize just how cool it is that the hoodoos are blocking our vision path. So our vision path is like this big splat. Yeah. Yeah. And it is getting late. You're thinking that it might be good to, like, set up here because you could make camp under one of these things. Uh, should we camp on the top of one of them? <laughs> it would be really hard to climb yeah. up. Um, and no, there's not wouldn't. always a lot of space on that Not either. for Psykeer. <laughs> oh my god, Psykeer. <laughs> Drow getting climbing abilities <laughs> makes Shut things up. complicated. Oh, you, you, you complain about that now, yet you let them have fly at level 1 and 5e? Listen, I was bullied. <laughs> Bullied, you're the DM. Say no. I'm also their spouse. <laughs> Bullied. Bullied by the person who you share a home every with. Every combat trivial because they just couldn't get hit for levels. I go. Hilarious. Huff. So irritating. I tried no flying rules should, in 5e. Should we really camp here, though? Because there's a lot of blind spots. That's it's, what I'm afraid of. The thing is, it's like starting to get dark. Okay. We need to camp. Well, then I guess we have no choice, DM. Yeah. Um, okay. We should keep watching. Here's what I would like to do. I would like to propose the idea. <gasps> I have an idea. A proposal? Let's make it official, Chester. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rather uncomfortable when you act like this. Are you two actually a thing? No. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. We've been married 15 years. Today's the anniversary, actually. <laughs> what? anniversary. <laughs> I um. think that we should have one person on top of the rock formations as a lookout. I agree. That's a smart idea. I will go up, take first watch, and tie off a rope. Is there any particular rock formation that suits your fancy on this map? Perhaps uh, one that's not too high? That one. All right. Situate yourselves and let someone take watch. Or can you? You can walk under them. Look at that. Look at the Wait, foundry map. really? Yeah. Well, I can't. It's, uh, I, I will collide with a wall if I try to walk under. <laughs> See, look. Look at Psyche here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can no. Hot to dog. You can walk dog. slightly under it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this foundry map's dope. This is dope, but that just you can walk underneath it until you hit the actual base of it. Yeah, and that's cool. Uh, can can you put Psyche on top of the rock? I can. Oh nope, I can't. Psyche is under the rock. Well, let's just pretend Psyche is on top of the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put Psyche uh, where Chester matter. is, and I'll like secure the rope around. The second topmost layer. All right. Uh, everyone make me some perception checks as you start to settle down. <laughs> Is this initiative? Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Finally, roll good. 18. 18? Mm-hmm. 19. Uh, Eleanor? 29. Ooh! 29. But if this is combat, I want it after you. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I think we got just... a 21. And then, why don't I just roll for Palazu? They're because, close like, playing against himself. If it's combat related stuff, I also get plus two, but I think that gets added once we find out it's combat. Uh, you guys start to settle down. Yeah, maybe you're like getting stuff ready to make a campfire. Eleanor's like starting to loosen up bits of the armor. Um, when. Chester has dark vision. Chester has dark. Okay, good to know. 
Thanks. It is the player standard. You must remind the DM that you of have your dark vision. I'm sure Paizu does too. Uh, uh, in fact, Psykir is. Palsy. Oh. You called him Paizu. You called him Paizu? I did. Yeah, Paizo. Paizo. Yeah, Paizo. Uh, oh, yes. your favorite you companion, know. Paizo. You know, so... our, de- our delightful possessed Noel, Jason Nolman. <laughs> <laughs> that was delightful, Drow. Uh, well, you're sitting on top of the hoodoo he psych the here. Uh, and all of a sudden, you, f- you just out of nowhere, you see like a form just come out of the hoodoo and goes out to attack Out of the hoodoo? You, and it looks like this. Oh, 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 it's a rock shit. thing. It looks that like is... those things in in um in Sea of Thieves. It's, it's okay. the ones it's, I hate because they're hard to take like down. It looks like it's a golem made of clay, but with like obsidian arms and, uh, and no head, where it has sand pouring off of it. It looks like an hourglass almost, and it's got spots on it that look shockingly like blood. Uh, well, what I like is the sand pouring off of it is conveniently placed where a loincloth would be. Uh, it looks right. like a loincloth a, and a scarf and a cape. This is exactly. Dope. Um, it's like the sand's pouring off as it's clothes. Hey, um, uh, why don't we use those perception scores for initiative? My, actually, I want to keep mine since I did well. 19, 20, 21. 21 for Chester. Yeah. Uh, Psyche yours was twenty what? Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Uh, I love this thing. Eleanor. Twenty nine. Thirty three. It don't matter what we roll. You should have rolled stealth. Actually, uh, well, actually, well, I could actually if you want me to, but I don't Were think you, you want me to. Were you not sneaking up on? Oh. You already rolled a 33. Yeah, you already rolled a 33. Uh, if you're curious, the DC you had to beat was 30. Mm. Ah. a special ability called Stand Still. Oh, oh well, man. Then that's not really still. I wanted to get that. Yeah. I had to roll a natural 20. Yeah. Because yep. I rolled so a 19 to get 29. A, that's a roughing. Mm. Oh, boy. Well, it is time to rock and roll. Uh, oh, boy. Well, you're lucky. That 35 was for Palzu, your new pal, Paizo the Jason Bullman, the Wolfman. What in his initiative has Nolman. been his original one? What do you mean? What in his have been a 23? Oh, you are right. Yeah. Thank you. I just rolled them automatically. I, Usuvu's also would actually 21. be 21. Oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> the mind is melted. You're uh, welcome. Okay, so it is... Uh, the animated dude's turn. Uh, this animated hoodoo springs to life. Uh, now, where this map's going to get a little funky because I can't actually put Psykir on top of the hoodoo. Uh-huh. Because it's not, it's just a wall. It's not an actual, like, thing on the mm-hmm. map. Um, so it's not going to go for Psykir because Psykir's above it. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to descend and it's going to pick on some of you. Sister Palzu. Oh, well, we got a Pick on the Eleanor. You. I'm going to roll a d4. I bet she's going to be more than one of these things. Uh, it's actually going to attack Palzu. Three oh, in the d4. Oh, no. Uh, I love fighting myself. It's my favorite. I do love it when the DM fights themselves. It's hilarious. Uh, he is going to... Boy. He is going to do some or stuff. Girl. He's going to smack Palzu yeah. real hard. I mean, only if he hits. Sure. Uh, uh, oh, he's going to hit. He hits. That was critically. 16. Mm. Oh. Look at how much addition hey. he gets. No. Uh, fun fact. So he's pals is going to take a total of oh, 34 goodness. points of damage. Holy mm. And because when he when he hits with his fist on the critical, a whole bunch of sand comes off of it 
and Palzu is going to be blinded. Blinded. Oh, um, that's bad. This is real bad. Mm. Did we heal up after that? We should have. Wait, I am not fully healed. Uh, you can go oh, ahead well. and heal yourself. Stop. I'm sorry. We ha- we can hand wave this. Okay. This happens after every fight, and it's been hours. Yes. And it usually only takes you an hour to do your checks. Um, oh, hell, the great and merciful DM. You're going to need I'm going to need my hit points. Yeah. You're going to need it. I know. If he hits Chester like that, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I can only do my best damage at melee. Uh, he's going to spend his second action to burrow. And he's going to move down through the hoodoo and pop up behind Chester. Am I still on top of him? No, you're not on top of him. So he it says animated hoodoo, but it's more like this guy kind of morphs out of the hoodoo. It was part of the hoodoo. Mm-hmm. And he's going to punch Chester. Done. Please. Don't have to be. Oh, goodness. Oh, that's a netty 19. <sighs> that's oh, a, no. That's certainly. 33. That's a... Cr- actually, hold on. I might have something turned on. I think you have your Eagle Eye Elixir from last combat turned on. Mm, my Drakenheart. Or not Eagle Eye. Yeah, Drakenheart Mutagen. I, um... What's your AC? Oh, 21. That's a crit. That's a critical hit. Chester, you're going to take... <laughs> oh, and you rolled so high points of damage. Oh, my God. Is this a TPK? Pick damage. Remember what we said no, about no, no. Uh, Power level. the fear of death? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something you've mentioned until you're terrified you're going to lose your character. Uh, and that's its turn. Oh, really? Yep. Me. Uh, next in the order is going to be Eleanor. Eleanor is going to attempt to. She's going to move past and. Um, it's like here's not there, technically. Yeah. Try to tumble through such that she lands in a flanking position. Reflex DC for me, right? Yes. Sweet. Okay. This thing's so chunky, it shouldn't have a good reflex. We say all the time Chester always has his whip. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not drawn right now, but technically speaking. Yeah, because you guys were about to make camp. Yeah. I guess I can use a movement to draw my weapon first. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. fine. I'll use a movement to draw my an action to draw my weapon. Uh, my acrobatics roll was a thirty-one. That's a success. And now I'm going to attack with Panesh. And uh, finisher? Please. Yes. Mm. Please hit. I'm and really hoping I hit. It'll be flat-footed to you, right? Yes, it is flat-footed. Hell yeah! And that got me Panesh. Uh, don't forget to go to the other side of it. Yes. Now that I actually successfully got there. Anyway, let's attack. Remember, bottle caps reset. Next episode. Hero yeah. points. Or not, yeah. Boy. But no! I'm sorry. You can't take um, my hero, is my, Chester my cap. blind, or does he get a fortitude save? Uh, you are uh, you are also blind. My, okay. my bad. Thank you for remembering. Uh, you get That happens on a crit. It's only one round. I'm blinded. Okay. And I I'm blinding. blinding. I'm blinding. I hate everything. Um, Buttercup. Or hero point? I'm looking to see if I have one. Hold on, please. What'd you, what'd you get on your uh, die? A seven. Oh, yeah. I'm looking to see if I have a hero point. I don't think I do. Do you have any bottle caps still? I do have one, and I'm highly debating using just one. I have two. Um, Let me make sure. Yeah, I'm out of hero points bottle capping it. All right, mark bottle it down. Caps. Hopefully this uh, bottle bumps caps. it up. Bottle caps. Please bump it up. Please bump it up. Bottle caps. 
No, I got a one on the bottle caps. Oh. So do I have to take that roll or is yes. that hero points? That's how hero. Well, we use bottle caps as hero I points. I hate everything. Unfortunately, mm. that's not going to hit. Don't um, forget to put Eleanor on the other side. E- yeah, I got you. Uh, but you will go ahead and do your I will do damage. my, I'll bet you anything. It's got DR. <laughs> yeah. Half of my profi- precise strike. Yes. I'm pissed I lost a battle, bottle cap over that. Oh, man. I was hoping it would land. That would have been a game changer for our combat. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 is 4. I mean, 5. 5 damage. It does look like it all goes through. I'm nice. still I'm still salty. Uh, um, I am out of actions now, too. Yep. That'll be your turn. It's Palzu's turn. Everything is awful. Palzu is blinded this round, which means he can't see. Um, Does but the he has dark vision. Does the gun oh. need to see? Yes. Yeah. Um, so what he'll do is he'll draw gun. And um, fire it off randomly. They'll shoot just, from the hip. They'll draw themselves? Yes. Oh. Uh, no, the, the Palzu will draw jacks. Uh, but will not act otherwise, and just that'll be their turn. Uh, but he will no longer be blinded. No potions or anything? Nope. All right, but that'll be their turn. Uh, And then when it comes back around, they won't be blinded. Um, Chester Williams, you are also blinded. Hold on. Are you sure you can move so easily while blinded? Doesn't say you can't move. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take this back. Uh, go back to Palzu's turn since it was just yours. Actually, it's not even your turn. Well, all terrain is difficult terrain, so I can still move, but it's just difficult. Uh, so Suva goes before you, I think. Actually, no, you both have the same initiative. Never mind. So ah. you can go. Uh, but I'm going to have him use Jax's two action ability to cast Heroism. Oh, nice. Heroism's nice. Hmm. Uh, so we'll get to do that real quick. So it is my turn. Uh, it is. Let me, uh, for anyone who doesn't know what Heroism is. You tap into their target's innate, or hero, innate heroism, granting it a plus one status bonus to attack rolls, perception checks, and saving throws and skill checks. So you just get a plus one on a lot of stuff. Um, all right, so yeah, Chester, what do you want to do? Is it heightened to another level? Or is yeah. it just the plus one? It, it's heightened. Is it more than a plus one? Oh, um, oh good question. Um, uh, you know what? I, I, t- I take that back because it, it's just plus one. My bad. It is not heightened. Okay, cool. I misread it. Uh, Chester's going to go one, two, three, four, and stay right there because he is blinded and can only move 10 feet. Okay. Uh, Chester will then pull out a Draken Heart Elixir and drink it. Because <laughs> you got hit <laughs> real hard. If I had had that on, it would not have been a critical. That being said, there's still a high chance Chester's going to get criticaled mm. because this thing hits really hard. Uh, it's Usuvu's turn. Usuvu is going to move to flank it with Eleanor. Uh, Go, Usuvu. Trick attack, draw the Kukri. Yes. And make a strike. Yes, hit Usuvu. We believe in you. Oh, oh thank you, Usuvu. God. Oh, my God. That's a 19, 19 on the die for and a total it's flat-footed. of... flat-footed. It is flat-footed, total of 34. Fun fact. Is she critical? It is a critical because of the flat-footed. But it's not susceptible to criticals. No, it can take criticals. Yes! Oh, that's good. I stab- just probably won't roll one. You just got to stab the right rock. Uh, it's um, it's really funny because that's the one of the things we had the hardest time with when we went to Pathfinder First Edition where you can critical elementals. But 3.5, you could not. 24 points of damage. I think. 
Good job, Usubu. <laughs> She's got makeup for my slack. Uh, okay. Hotted of the dog variety. Of the dog variety? Uh, of the okay. cat variety. Oh, hotted Boy, cat. Usubu is doing the work. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that is going to be her turn. Move, trick attack, stab. No, fun fact. Elementals in first edition were not subject to critical hits or flanking. Interesting. I'm glad they are in this one. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, Psych here. I have you on the map here, but it's not entirely accurate where you're positioned, so I'm going to move you uh, there to represent you being on top of the uh, the hoodoo. I'm hoodoo. on the you're going top about of the rock, 30 feet up in the air. At the combat. What do you want to do? If I explode. Oh yeah, explosion. I explode. You explode. <laughs> I explode. Hot, hot dog. But not the good Kamehameha type. Well, I mean, it oh. could be good. Roll ooh, me a ooh, d20. Ooh, ooh, I hope this is either really, really good or really, really bad. I rolled a five and then I rolled a 20. You roll twice and get to pick, right? <gasps> what are okay, they? Okay, okay, hang on. Oh, you got a five to explode. I got a then... five to explode okay. and I rolled a 20 and yeah. I rolled an eight. What are the options? Yeah, because you have the Wellspring control. When you generate Wellspring Surge, roll twice. Yeah, so 20 and 8. Yeah. Uh, 20 is Spell Surge. You immediately cast any spell in your repertoire of the Surge's spell level uh, or lower from your prepare spells. Blah, 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 blah. If you don't have this repertoire, of course, to generate Wellspring Surge, uh, you must choose a spell that takes three or fewer actions to cast. So you can do that as 20. Basically, you immediately cast a spell basically for free um and eight is oppressive voice the voice of your muse your deity and ancestor or another appropriate entity suddenly <laughs> overwhelms your mind you've had this one before uh you must attempt a will saving throw uh, take 1d4 mental damage basic will save on a failure also stunned or stunned two on a critical failure i wonder failure. what they're gonna pick do i want to cast a free spell or do i want to get fucked up uh obviously eight yes uh Let's see. We so said. what's the level of this thing, then? Um, I'm looking at that. Okay. Oh, of the Surge's spell? The free spell, spell is Wouldn't nice. Wouldn't the Surge's spell level just be your spell level because the Surge comes from you? Oh. Yeah, but, like, Psyche can cast a number of different well, spell It ranks. says the Surge's spell level or lower, so it just means yeah. any spell. So I am yeah, out sure. my second and third level spells right now. But you also, you don't get one back because you failed the flat check. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just need to leave the combat and then come back in. <laughs> See ya. Um, but you don't have to have them prepared, right? Nope. Yeah, you get a freebie. Anything in your spell repertoire? Let me double check that real quick. No, no, it's um, yeah, in, in your repertoire or from prepared or innate spells if you don't have a repertoire but have been forced to generate a Wellspring Surge. So yes, any spell in your repertoire. Sick. I mean, I think I know what I'm going to do. What you gonna do? Probably the fucking uh, inner radiance torrent. The three action version. Three, three action. Oh, one. oh, you can do a three yeah, action. That one version. has multiple yes. versions. All right. So what do I roll for that reflex? Yeah. Okay. Will I get hit? Mm, no, they're, probably they're not because I'm up. Oh, yeah. you're up high. You could angle it down. In a hunting stand. Gow. Uh, Just like in a hunting so stand. So that's four d four. Four d four. And then basic mm-hmm. reflex. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, here comes the reflex. I do have a very good reflex. Oh, oh no, that's the wrong one. Ignore this one. I was hovering over Palzu. This guy's <laughs> reflex is good. Can't we keep the roll of eight? But not that good. Do you know what? Sure. We rolled an eight. Eight plus 14 is going to be... Jesus. Uh, 22. 22. Hang on. 
I think that just makes the regular save. Yes, it just makes the regular save. So half damage. Yes, so half damage. Sweet. Usufu's about to get wrecked. Or me. Or you. Both, probably. I needed that attack. Oh, that was a good roll, though. All right, so half of 14 points of damage seven. is going to be seven. Mm-hmm. Sweet. But that was a nice freebie spell. Yep, all free. How far away is he from me? Uh, let's see. 20. He's 30 feet up in the air. He's, what, 10, 15 feet away on the ground, so some Pythagoras math here. It's 20 squared plus 15 squared. I got a calculator. I'm not thinking about this right now. Uh, about 35-ish feet roughly speaking in game terms. That's plenty. Oh yeah, free spell. Now it's just your turn. It's free damage. Okay, so haunting him is a 15-foot cone. If I lower myself just a little bit, can I catch him on the very last part of the cone if we're thinking three-dimensionally? No, you're going to have to climb down to get If you're thinking three-dimensionally, it would still hit Usuvu, too. Wouldn't it be like five feet up? It would be like... it's a 15-foot cone, right? Yeah. So it'd be 15 foot to left and right and 15 foot up and down. Yeah, and I mean to catch him on the very bottom part of it. But um, that would also catch So us. I'm going to say you have to climb all the way down to use it because if you're climbing, you're out to face the rock. Um, so if you want to do it, you'll have to get on the ground. How high up am I? 30 feet. 30, I thought we were only 20 foot tall. I said 30 feet at the beginning. He did. I did. The, okay. the riverbed was 20 foot high. Okay. When I fall... I only take half the normal damage, and I don't land prone. But it's half of the... Isn't the damage you take half the distance you fall? Do you have catfall? I have land on your feet, which is an ancestry feature for being a catfolk. So, fun fact, falling. When you fall more than five feet, you take bludgeoning damage equal to half the distance you fell when you land. Falling damage is a lot more stringent in 2E. So that would be 15 points of damage. You would take half of that, which would be seven, right? Yes. It's still going to cost a move to get down there, but if you want to fall and just tank it, you can do that. Yes. All right, you're going to jump like a cat off of a cat tree. I get all puffy, Le- and back then and <laughs> I <laughs> jump it. Do you do the thing where you, like, test the jump huh? two or three times? Huh? Huh? Oh, oh, question. Does Saikir land on two feet or all fours? <laughs> Their head. Um, you land on your head. Thunk. Scream. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> and I just get launched. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to use an action All right. to get right there. Uh, if you want to fall more than just right here on the map, which is adjacent to Asuvu, I'm going to need some sort of check to make it, the, make it further. To jump? To jump. Yeah, a jump, basically. Okay. Sure. Jump wa. Do it. Owen Jumpwa. Yes, yeah, so we'll call this here Jumpwa. We'll call this a action jump. That would be athletics. Would it be a long jump? It's not a long one, is it? Is this not a long jump? A long jump will be two actions. And they would have the hoodoo to push off of, too. Doesn't sound like it'd be that hard. So long jump is like I'm trying to jump a long gap. Uh-huh. On yeah. flat ground. Uh-huh. They're not trying they're trying to jump a long gap, but they don't care about falling. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. purposefully falling. So I'll say uh th- this is going I have to a be question. athletics or acrobatics. Okay. I'll let it be one action because this doesn't quite quite categor- fall fall under this long is jump. Yes, less of a jump and more of a just yeet yourself. Are you trained in athletics or no. acrobatics? Neither of them? Neither. Alright, and then you're going to have a hard time, but I will allow a check. It'll be against the simple trained DC. <laughs> How much is that? 15. 
Never fucking mind. Uh, I'm just going to fall there <laughs> next to a Suvu. They changed their All mind. Right. Okay. <laughs> you, you need to. I don't know. But, but still, know does Psyche land two footed or four footed? So if you want to scream, Eleanor, no. You're going to have to catch Eleanor. Or. Or Suvu. Or. And Eleanor. Could they not start from this Hang corner on. and just go this direction? Which would only put the square right there. And no. then. Please? No. You can they do that. I've been measuring these cones. I know, I and I know. said, there's no okay. way to do it. So. Hit Eleanor, I, I only, have decent fortitude. I only walked one foot or one square. Could I not just take another step as part of that movement action? I'll let you move one more step, sure. Why not? Thank we you. Go. You know this combat is bad if he's Why allowing this. Why not? Oh, hell, the great and merciful day. There you go. Now, now you I'm can gonna do scream. it. I'm going to scream. All right. For against fortitude? Oh, no. Oh, uh, my fortitude, you say. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. <laughs> oh, a five. Oh, okay. jeez. Oh, Regular a success. Five is a success. Fortitude is usually the highest save for things like this, for inanimate like objects. Yeah. All right. So half of seven is going to be three points of damage. We might have to run. Does from it this. not take more being sonic since it's a rock? Uh, you don't know anything about it, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, oh, okay. Well. So that is. Psyche's turn, and that's Would, the end of round one. Do my things automatically heighten? Yes. Uh, that would okay. have been a third level one. Yeah. I think it doesn't go up to the next tier until you get seven. Oh, because it's a cantrip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that is that. And now it's going to be its turn, and it has so many people to punch. Mm-hmm. Limit punch. I'm going to spend my whole turn punching. No, oh. you don't stand and bang in Pathfinder 2E. You're not supposed to stand and bang. I'm a monster, <laughs> bitch. Uh, you have a plus 19 to hit. So Don't what, stand and bang. What type of damage did you do whenever you blasted me with an Irradiance Torret? Uh, no, it's Radiant. Oh. Ah. Radiant. Uh, Okay, sweet. Radical. And it's not even going to try to go after me because I barely touched it. It's radical. Uh, okay, so first one is going to be on Eleanor. I'm just going to go counterclockwise oh, oh, here. No, Nimble no, dodge. It was a force damage. Yeah. That's okay. fine. Dang uh, it. Nimble dodge. Nimble dodge. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. Oh, God. And I don't oh, have my buckler. Oh, it was one. No. Uh, that's a natural 19. Yeah, you crit, you monster. Even with Nimble Dodge? I got a 26 with Nimble Dodge. I only get oh, up to 28 when I have my, my buckler, God. but I had to freaking draw my sword. I like this monster. Oh I rolled God. a hit. You get up to I 28 crit. with your buckler? Yeah. If nice. With my buckler and Nimble Dodge, I can get up to 28. I haven't crit Eleanor in ages. My buckler only I hate you. Plus one. You're I gonna can't take hit. I took a crit. 32 points oh of damage. Oh my god. Good. You are also going to be. And I'm blind now. I can't do anything. Blind for one round. It's like your heels. It's like I can't do anything. Well, I mean, I'm rolling one, so who cares? Uh, and then it is going to. Look at my hit points drop. Psykir. Oh. Oh boy. You need to nimble a, dodge. This is going to be a critical as well. Dodge. Oh, no, it's a three. three. Hot. It doesn't hit me. Hot oh, and it's a second attack. It's going to be lower. Dog. Yep, so I missed Psyche here, and I'm going to oh. just keep going around. You spin me right round, punch yeah, at Usuvu. Right round, baby, right round. Oh, and because of my oh. multiple attack penalty, it's also a miss. Oh, bless. You're welcome. Oh, You're welcome, sweet. party. 
Uh, okay. Ote. Thank you, Eglinor. That's my turn. Eleanor, you're blind. I, so I can't do anything. You could retreat. Retreat, taps fingers. <laughs> you could get out of dodge, so you can move uh, 10 feet uh, when you're blind. Um, retreat, taps fingers. Um, Stop that. You can you know do what? other things. It's just you have to target this guy. Hold on. Can you just attack in the last place you knew something was if you're blind? I have no idea. That's that what I want to know. But I have another plan you. if this doesn't work. So please let me know. Otherwise, I execute plan B. Because you can't detect anything with vision, but you don't technically have to detect it if you're attacking the spot it was in. Okay, so what people are pointing at is that because uh, you're blind, it's basically going to be default hidden to you. Um, and hidden has rules for like if you were doing stealth. Uh, a creature you're hidden from knows the space you're in and is flat-footed to you. Oh, see, that would be nice to know because... Mm, okay, that should be in the blinded rules. Yes. Paizo. Uh, well, it, yeah. So you're technically flat-footed to it. Um, you must have seen mm-hmm. the DC 11 flat check uh, to, to be able to affect this. So basically, if you want to attack it, it's, it's a flat check. It's kind of like it's being concealed, but worse. All right, then I'm not going to do that. Okay. I am going to retreat 10 feet for one action. Retreat. Where can I get for 10 feet? Uh, uh, you could go... You're blinded. Oh, for 10 feet, you could go here. Eleanor would have here. observed the combat. Or here. Yeah, I mean, you know the environment there. you're in. Then you I'm going to go to that spot. I'm having there. so much trouble. There we go. That's me. Um, and then she's going to take her second action to sheave her repair and a third action to draw her dagger. Uh, draw she's going to draw dagger. the dagger so that when she is not blind, she can throw a dagger at it and she can still use Panesh. Oh, good call. Okay. Uh, but I would have to tumble through. Never mind. You'll keep your rapier out? Yeah. I need to keep my rapier out. How well, about this? Do you have any potions of healing on you? No. Okay. We've not been to a place where I can buy them in a long time. Uh, okay. So that's Eleanor's turn. Uh, so you, I'm going to keep my rapier. Yeah. Palzu is no longer blinded. But that means I have another action. I will raise my buckler. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Go ahead. Uh, Palzu is no longer blinded. It's him and Jax's turn. He has heroism cast on him by Jax. Uh, he's gonna shoot this bitch. Should he not Actually, move he's so gonna it move. doesn't get covered? <laughs> he's gonna move so he can get a good beat on it. And he's gonna take a shot. Take the shot! Take the shot! Oh, he might hit! Uh, that's a solid hit. And hmm. he's gonna do yeah. damage. Yeah! 15 points of damage, and then he will reload. Does it look like it all goes through? Thank you, Drow, for having us take Palzu. Appears to have all gone through. That's oh, his toy. Interesting. Chester Williams, you are also no longer blinded. Chester's going to devise a stratagem and recall knowledge. Of course. Jacob yes. looks happy. <gasps> all right, so first, want to recall knowledge? What do I need to roll for that? That would be Arcana, or unless you want to argue for academia lore uh, for studying planes. Lore would be lower, right? A little bit. Uh, then I will do lore. Because Chester studied many subjects. And he grew up in the Mana Waste. 17 plus 12 for 29. Okay, I probably would have made it with Academia anyway. Either yeah. way. Uh, you know that this is an do, Earth Elemental. I don't happen to Critical, do I? No. I didn't think so. Not with either. Yeah. Uh, this is a Earth Elemental. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called an Elite Sand Sentry, which is the sixth level version uh, or sixth level creature for Earth Elemental. Ooh. This is not a default one, though. Aha, uh-huh. I'm sure. 
Uh, is there anything particular you want to know? Resistances and weaknesses. Uh, so it is immune to bleed, paralyze, poison, and sleep. It has no weaknesses, no resistances. No weaknesses? No. However, in that vein, it's not a resistance. But you know that these things have an ability called class armor. When the sand sentry takes fire or lightning damage, its outer layer of sand fuses into sheets of hardened glass for one minute. This increases the sand sentry's AC by two. Uh, you need to say, know that. Don't hit it with fire or lightning. And it, it, grants it resistance five to acid, cold, electricity, fire, force, piercing, and slashing. By God. Don't do it. Don't hit it, it with fire, fire or lightning. All I can do is piercing damage. <laughs> and then Chester now has to consider how he's going to use his natural 20 to hit. Shoot it with your gun. <laughs> Chow. Chow it with your gun. Chester's going to, in one action, pull out and throw an acid flask moderate. Okay. Mm. Oh, you know what? That's a good move. Yep. And uh, he's going to, off the bat, he does uh, 2d6 precision damage, and he will do a lot of persistent damage, but that won't happen until your turn. Yeah. So the creature takes six um, precision. No, I'm sorry. Eight, six, three. Three plus two is five. Five times two is ten. Ten acid damage. Okay. And then you'll get precision on your turn. Uh, and Persistent. Chest- persistent, yeah. yes. And Chester will then... Chester's got an action. How much persistent damage is it so I can punch it in? Uh, 2d6 times two. Okay. And all the people around it will take two acid damage, unfortunately. Do you mind if I just do 46 for simplicity? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, long as I can roll it. I'm having the foundry thing keep track of it, so it'll okay. automatically roll its checks. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so Psykir and Asuvu will both take one. Chester, flash. for his last okay. action, will... I guess right... Do you have healing potions or Uh, healing elixirs? I do, but the way that I have them, if I were to make it this round, it would be useless by next round. I see. And it would take two actions, one to make and one to swallow. I see. Um, So Chester, I suppose, will just raise his buckler. Okay. Oh, he has one too? I wish I could do more. Yeah, my buckler only gets me plus one. Because I took a whole feat to get my buckler to be plus two. Oh, that's why mine's a plus one. Psyker, you have claws, right? I do not have a weapon like that. No, you uh, always... Oh, wait. You might have had your dagger. You were on guard. Technically speaking... If we, anyone we would have been armed, you might have been. unarmed strikes. Okay. So that's, it's, it's a less... Apparently less stringent than it is in 1E. Because the Suvu wants to one action move. Okay. Let's, let's, let's flank. One action move to flank. And then trick attack melee with the Kukri. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, oh. Oh, is that not the same MVP. role as last time? Uh, no. Flat-footed? No, it's not critical. Okay. She must have got 19 last I time. I think then. she got 19 last she time. She did. Uh, okay. So that is going to be a lot of damage, I think. 19 points of damage. Oh. Nice job, Usuvu. That's a hefty hit. Hefty, hefty, hefty. That is Usuvu's turn. It is now Psykir's turn. What you want to do? Um, I'm blind, right? No, I, I critical oh, Eleanor. Missed. I missed you. You I have critical to be critical to be blinded. Oh, okay. I didn't even hit you. 
Oh, brings my fucking buckler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, we've do, watching. Do you remember the Mandalorian? Mandalorian, yes. yeah, raising the little shield. <laughs> <laughs> there was an explosion, and like a shield the size of a dinner plate was raised. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Nimble dodge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those two points can come in handy. I use the class ability Beskar armor. I am unkillable. <laughs> yeah. Plot armor. You cannot kill me. What you want to do is psych I'm gonna, ideas. Oh God. Punch it. What you thinking? There is not a lot for me to do, I'm not going to lie. All right. I was thinking maybe I could get 10 feet up this hoodoo and then drop a thunderstone on it. D- uh, do you have, well, yeah, what kind of items do you have? Do you have any, well, first off, do you have any, like, Drakenheart potions to increase your AC? No. Okay. I have a Tanglefoot bag and I have a thunderstone. Yeesh. Oh, that's right, because you're not proficient in bombs. Nope. Neither am I. Hey, fun fact. Even though it's less fun now that Alonzo is dead, rogues oh in the revision will be getting access to martial weapons. Hot dog. Which bombs are? But he's dead. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like rogues. Just Alonzo smiles in his grave. <laughs> can throw bombs in heaven. Alonzo's we, ashes draw a smile in his ashes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alonzo looks down from one of the outer planes. Like, that's cool. So using a thunderstone is three actions, right? Jeez, what? Thunderstone? Yeah. It should be one to draw and one to throw. It says retrieve one hand and it has diamond, diamond, diamond. Is this a thunderstone moderate? Yes. Huh. Now this is a bomb. It's one action to draw, one action to throw. I think it may be thinking about the spell or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's one action to draw, one action to throw. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to... Can I climb up, use the one hand, and throw it? Uh, you can one action draw, or one action climb, one action draw, and then throw? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could also just move on the ground, so sure. Uh, now, do you have the proficiency for this? No. All right, so this is just going to be your dex that you're rolling. Oof. Against my AC, right? Oh. Uh, yep. But that's all I got. All right. Come on, we need a drow uh, typical good roll. Here we go. Critical. 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 Oh, it was oh. on an 18. I would like to use my hero point. Go ahead. All right, a little bit better. That's going to mm-hmm. be the first one was a five. This one's a seven. Uh, total 11. I'm going to miss still, but you will deal the listed splash damage. Is it right? a critical miss? Uh, yeah. Then it doesn't do any damage. Actually, what's your dex bonus? Oh, it's already added there. 11 total. Yeah. yeah. It's going to critically miss. So no splash damage. Uh, you hear <laughs> as it blows up on the ground next to it, but it just kicks up a bunch of sand and dirt and does not affect it, uh, unfortunately. So that's the end of this round. Right. Um, okay. Top of the third round is its turn. There's only one person next to it. So sorry, Usuvu. Usuvu. No, it's at the end of its turn. It takes its damage. Yeah. It is going to... Usuvu, no! Punch Usuvu one action. Uh, oh, not a good roll. Natural five. Still going to hit, though. Still going to hit with but a not 24. Because of my juicy plus 19. Uh, it's going to deal the normal damage to Usuvu. That's going to be 19 points of damage. Oof. Oof. All right, and then it's going to Earth Glide over to Chester. What? Actually, you know, I'm going to roll here because I got two people I can attack. And, you could and, attack me. And, I've done nothing, and but you could. No Bullman. What? Paizu. 
Palzo. Pal Palzu. Pick a number one through six. Jason Nolman. Three. It goes to attack Eleanor. Oh mm. no! It's also Eleanor's bad. still got some hit points to her, and she's got her shield up. So. But you are flat-footed, so your AC will be a little bit lower. Do I? I have. Because you're blinded, basically. Yeah, no, I'm like, it's not a new round, is it? Mm. It is a new round, but it go it's, go away on. Oh, go away on its turn. You're not blinded. That's right. Because you're only blinded for one round. Yeah. Start on its turn last round. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah. Well, Easy. I'm wondering if I could use my nimble dodge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not blinded. You shake out the sand that's blinded you. You have your shield up still. And, uh, I and will... you see it like Bugs Bunny style, <laughs> leaving this trail on the ground oh, no. and I pop will up next dodge. to you. Uh, so this is going to be my second attack. Wow, natural two. Oh, thank you. I didn't goodness. even need it. Dang it. Uh, but hey, you never know. It could have prevented a crit uh, very easily. Okay, so you are no longer blinded, and it is your turn. All right. Oh, and there, oh, oh, Foundry just did my... 10 damage. 10 damage. Mm. Acid damage. And your pers- and your um, roll to overcome it. Uh, let's roll that real quick. Thank your you, Foundry. heck. Oh, it fails. It critically failed. That doesn't mean anything, but That's, it did. I wish it meant something. All right, it's your turn. You see it next to you. It's like dripping acid uh, and hearing Chester's, oh, God, I'm going to hit rabbit kick down. And you have an idea that he hit it. This thing looks pretty bad off. It's also like dropping rocks and sand all over the place. All right, Eleanor, time to redeem yourself. Do you like my, do you like my Chester noises there, Jacob? <laughs> I'm going to attempt to tumble through to land. And okay. Up here. Okay. Wait, why am I why am I upside down? I don't mind. It doesn't matter. I got you. I use my other die because <laughs> this die is being punished. Oh, I doubt I'll tumble through. That's like a seventeen total. All right, not gonna do it, but no reactions from me, so you can just. But that doesn't mean. There. But I have no panache. No. Nope. Nah. And it's not flat-footed. We can still hit it. Or you could try it again. It was already next to you, so you could have another action to try it again. Unless, you, But then you wouldn't be able to raise your shield. Ah, yes. Trade-offs. I'm going to attempt to tumble through again. Do it. Land Do where it. I'm standing. Live fast, die fast. Baby! Everything is awful, and it doesn't Aww. work. Everything is awful. Oh, God. Right. Shut up. Every die I have. When it's part of this game. I have rolled one good roll this whole combat today. Like, this whole game But it today. was a good roll. But it was my it was my initiative, which did me nothing. Yeah. I'm a little pissed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to attack with okay. no panache and no precise strike, just two stupid D6. Hey, you can, you, you can, you can do I'm great. not going to do much with two stupid D6. Believe in yourself. I got a natural 16, so oh, I will probably yeah. hit with a um, 30 exact, oh, but yeah. I'm just pissed because I don't get a palpable hit. The curse of having to roll for something. Uh, go ahead, roll me your normal weapon damage. Actually, I did roll 12 on my d6s, plus 2 is 14. Yes. Yeah, so it's not dead. That's pretty decent for a no panache. But it hurt. Uh, okay. And I took a risk. I could not raise my shield. Taking a risk. Taking a risk. Because if, if I could have gotten my stupid panache, I could have done a lot better. Palzu's turn. He's going to move. Him and Jacks are going to move and then take a shot. Uh, I finally did some damage. It's going to be a total of natural oh, not a two. two. Mm. Miss. Reload. Reload. Shoot. And that is its turn. You're oh. having to have Mama check the move. Wait, just one reload? No shoot I afterwards? I moved. I shot oh, and reload. Moved. Yeah, okay. Why did you move? 
because I was over here in this corner to get a clear shot, and I would have had. We can't had see cover. him. Mm. He's underneath the hoodoos. He's okay. Half under Hello. the hoodoo. Chester's gonna devise a stratagem. Red. <laughs> oh no. No, it's it's actually kind of funny. So that's a really bad die oh, no. for my to hit. But a critical on my recall knowledge. Oh. With a natural 20 plus 12 for oh. 32 lore. Sure. What else do you want to know? I just, is there anything really important I need to know right now? Uh. I mean. <laughs> not really. This thing does have a lot of going on. Well, that's on. okay. Because because I criticaled, I'm going to spend a hero point to uh, re-roll my to hit, though. Oh, okay. Um, mm. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. At least the re-roll went well for someone. That is an 18. Sometimes you win, sometimes Ayo! you lose. All the die. Yes! Oh, plus, well, I've got to figure out what I'm going to hit him with. Uh, I'm going to pull out my gun and shoot it. Okay. Uh, so that's 18 plus 15 plus 1 because I criticaled all my recall knowledge. Oh, and what is that ability? because of my, here, I'm, I'm trying to find out where 34. it is. 34. My, um, thank you for the math because I wasn't thinking of that right now. Uh, my, because of my known weakness, I could devise a stratagem and roll recall knowledge as part of one action. But if I critically succeed at that recall knowledge check, I notice a weakness and get a plus one circumstance bonus to my attack roll. You rolled. Um, I will immediately convol convey my information to my allies as part of the check, and each ally will gain a plus one bonus to their next attack roll. Quick, quick question. What did you roll again? I was unconfident in my math. It is an 18, 18 plus, plus 15, 15 plus 1. I was right, 34. Okay. Hey, 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 kick in the nuts. Do I... No. Okay, I hoped, mm. but I didn't think so. Um, so, everybody else will get a plus 1 if you do an attack. I do appreciate that, though. Uh, that will just be... 46. 46? 4... D four D six. Where's all four them D sixes? Two D six from the gun with striking, and then two D six because of devise a stratagem. Dope. Uh, so that's, Kill it. That's mm. going to be five and six for eleven, plus two for thirteen, plus three for fifteen damage. I as am, I shoot. No, thirteen plus three is sixteen. Sixteen damage. All of that is more than seven. I invite you to describe your kill. Yay! Yay! Uh, Chester aims just for center mass to blow a hole through its chest. You blow a hole through its chest. There's like a crack there already where the rapier came through and it just goes boom. You mean where the kukris from from Usu be real? Yeah. All all of it. Uh, Eleanor, you stab through it. I yelled a hole in it. But you know that like... (laughs) Eleanor, you know that your hit didn't really land and your sword's still kind of stuck in it. Your foot's trying to pull the sword back out and you hear... Rather, you didn't ruin me. my sword. Excuse me. You hear, and then uh, you you pulling your sword out, and all of a sudden, it just starts to, the hole in it opens, and you start to disintegrate, uh, and it dies in front of you. Mary Mama Brown. Thanks the gods. And that's where we're going to pick up in our next episode. You win some, you lose some. Good job, Chester. If it wasn't for the damage you did, it wouldn't be dead right now. No, I can, I just hate, it had really high reflexes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, really everything. <laughs> eh. The thing was tough. Yeah, that, I did not like that episode Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. 
If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. And we are also on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com forward slash Michael Gelfie. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Music